again. Welcome to the second episode of the Two Honest podcast. With me, your host, Abby, who is on a mission to cheer up Tuesdays. At first, when I thought about this episode, I was thinking the release date is the Tuesday before Christmas, so people won't need cheering up that much. But if you are in the UK, you have probably spent the weekend listening to an announcement which may have changed your plans for Christmas. So maybe you just need a little Tuesday pick-me-up after all. Hopefully these stories today will help with that. Many of you will have finished for Christmas already, but I just want to do a huge shout out to those people who work around Christmas. I just want you to know that I personally appreciate the work that you do. Thank you so much on behalf of everybody. Thank you so much to those who listened to my first episode. I genuinely appreciate it and I genuinely appreciate you guys taking the time to send me your funny holiday stories and also your funny Christmas stories which I will be sharing some today but if you still want to send me in your funny stories then feel free to email me at twohonestpodcast at gmail.com as I would love to hear them and also to cheer up my Tuesdays slash whatever day you send them. So this episode is all about Christmas and Christmas can be such a funny time of year. Let's be honest, it brings out the best and the worst in people but also it's a time where it's just so happy and there's good Christmas songs and cheesy films that I could just listen and watch all year round. I'm not gonna lie just adds a little bit of Christmas cheer. It's also a time when people get together who wouldn't usually get together as well as present giving and also alcohol-fueled events. So there's just plenty of opportunities for things to go mm, a little bit pear-shaped. So funnily enough, I don't have that many funny stories around Christmas because maybe this is just my time to shine and other people just have the bad luck instead of me. I'm not gonna lie, it's probably going to be my mum because she features quite a lot in the stories that I'm about to tell. (laughs) Yeah, so without further ado, let's get into the Christmas stories. The first Christmas stories I want to tell are regarding Secret Santa. I have a love-hate relationship with Secret Santa because it all depends who you get. But anyway, this first story refers to when I volunteered to be the host of Secret Santa at a company I used to work for. I volunteered to organise an international Secret Santa. This is much harder than you could ever imagine. You have to rely on a lot of people and if you're like me, you don't want anyone to get left behind. I wanted everybody to make sure that they had a gift to open when everybody else did. So keeping track of that was hard and intense and also 
some people just didn't really understand that if you had got somebody from a different country then the best way to get a present to them was probably by either getting your friend who also works in the same country to get it or you could order from a place or a shop in that country and send it to them that way. Yeah, there's just so many opportunities for this to go wrong, but it comes down to the day and we are all in a meeting room around a conference desk. And you know, this is many years ago that I was preaching 2020 version of myself because we had done the international side over Skype, I think it was at the time, for everybody to open their gifts. And one thing I hate about Secret Santa is that you all open your gifts individually, so all eyes are on you. I have a very expressionate face, so I cannot hide if I do not like a gift which is really harsh because I just, I'm just such a people pleaser, you know? So we're all there at work and we're all opening gifts. This particular year, I can't remember who got me and because it's Secret Santa, but I actually got a gingerbread house making kit, which is pretty good gift as far as Secret Santa goes, to be quite honest, because you get an edible gift for stars, that's always a win. And secondly, you have fun putting it together, even if it looks a bit, you know, homemade, shall we say. So everybody's opening their gifts and it gets to a guy who is unwrapping his gift. And the thing is, because I have organised the Secret Santa, I knew who had got who because of the whole international situation that I told you about earlier and so I could keep chasing people. His reaction was something else. He did not like the gift. The gift was actually a glass ornament of a penguin and although it's random, it's a pretty nice gift if you ask me, you know. But the thing is, this guy's reaction was off the scale. He was just like, what is this? He just kicked off about it. And I was in just such shock that someone would react this way to a gift. But you know what's even funnier than his reaction? The reaction of the person who had got the gift, even funnier. (laughs) I just didn't even know how to react. I don't know how to react in something like that. It's just crazy. I don't know. What would you do? I heard on the grapevine that someone had once in a secret Santa got somebody, let's call them happy brownies for the sake of the podcast, as a secret Santa and apparently they got fired. (laughs) But please, who be so ballsy? to get somebody at a corporate secret Santa that I don't know if it's true or if it's some elaborate made-up story. I'm really not sure, but I would love to know if this has happened. So sticking to the secret Santa theme and also the theme of 2020, aka the C word, in our group of friends, we do a secret Santa every year And in the group, you know, it's quite a lot of organising for the organiser, which wasn't me. Shout out to the person who did organise it. But I did make the suggestion that 
because most of us were in lockdown and also because the Black Friday sales had just happened, I had ordered a lot of things and I am sure many other people in the group had as well. So I made a suggestion that in the name of the parcel, you put Secret Santa. So for example, Sam Secret Santa Smith. So you know to leave that gift for the Secret Santa Zoom party because that's where it's happening these days. <laughs> and it's all going great in the group. People are sending in pictures like, guys, I've received my Secret Santa, yay. It's all going good until one person, not mentioning any names, Ross, forgets to put Secret Santa in the label name. And he puts in the group, guys, I have forgotten to put Secret Santa in the name, so just be aware. But obviously, if, if a parcel's got your name on, you're gonna open it. So the host of the Secret Santa had to go who that person had got and told them, which, you know, defeats the object of Secret Santa. <laughs> so ridiculous and so silly. I just can't believe you did that. <laughs> Does it ever remain a secret? I don't think any secret Santa I have ever taken part of have ever remained a secret, so you kind of can't go too harsh on the gift. This is not the only secret Santa that this person ruined this year. So they also had a corporate secret Santa with work and sent their secret Santa gift overseas so I think that they bought it here to then send it but then on the reference on the parcel they had put their name so it wasn't secret. How can you make the same mistake twice in the same year? I do not know. <laughs> I do not know, but anyway, it makes a good story for the podcast, so. Another part of Christmas, and arguably one of my favourite parts, is the food. Oh my god, I just love all of the food. Pigs in blankets, the Christmas dinner, the snacks, the chocolate, and I swear down, so my family are quite organised and my mum bought tubs of chocolates a couple of months ago and they've just been sitting there looking at me, I'm not gonna lie, and I was like, oh, I really want to open them, practically begging <laughs> to open these chocolates because I absolutely love chocolate. And mum's like, yeah, sure, if you replace the chocolates, so I'd be replacing the same tub of chocolates forever. I don't know how much chocolate can fit into one girl, I'm not sure, but I can tell you it's a lot if your name is Abby. <laughs> but the funny story actually refers to when I was at school and I did cooking and as it was close to Christmas and one year, I don't know why, but we did a whole year of different pastry I don't know how many pastry dishes you could possibly get, but our teachers managed to stretch it out for a whole year. But given it was Christmas, it was obviously mince pies. So I made the mince pies and took them home. And my sister started to eat the mince pie. Her face was such a picture when she took that bite. What is this? Why did nobody tell me that this is not mince? Like, she's so upset with us that we did not tell her that it was mince. 
But do you know what? Credit where credit's due because doing this episode, I actually googled mince pies because it's like, where does the name come from? And when mince pies were, I guess, first invented, they did have mince meat in the filling. And even though mince meat has been taken out of the filling, it's still called mince meat. So, you know, who can blame her really for, for that little confusion? But I still like that story anyway. Just to go back to a big part of Christmas, which is gift giving. Like I said earlier, I have never been one to be able to hide my facial expressions. People know if I like the gift or not. I am not the greatest actor. And do you know what? It all stems from when I was younger. I don't know if anyone gets this, but I just have these memories in my brain. Do you know what? They might even be made up, but it's it's in my brain, so I'm pretty sure this has happened. When I was very young, I'm talking like toddler age, my mum thought it would be a great idea to get me a walking, talking eel, which was, I think, bigger than me at the time because I was really small and I just cried the whole time until she took it out <laughs> because that stuff is scary please anyway this takes me to I think a couple of years ago now someone gave me a gift of a calendar and the theme of the calendar was actually Yorkshire which is where I'm from I used the calendar like it was up it was all great and during the year I was like oh god I mean, I really appreciate the gift that my mum gave me, this calendar, but it is so depressing. Not only is it the fact that I'm not in Yorkshire, but also the pictures are a little bit grey and a little bit dark, so it's just kind of a bit miserable. And then the person behind me was like, your mum didn't get you that. I did. (laughs) I just make mistakes all the time. I clearly have foot and mouth disease here. Speaking of calendars, this has just reminded me of a story that I read a few years ago in the paper and it's so funny, I feel like I just have to share it with you guys. So a mum had bought her daughter an advent calendar which, you know, is one of the greatest inventions. Who doesn't want a little piece of chocolate every day? This little girl, she opens this chocolate every day and she sees, she's like, mummy, this chocolate tastes really funny. The mum looks at the chocolate and it's a little bit green. She's like, oh, why is it green? Turns out that this advent calendar is actually an advent calendar for cats. Oh my god, what a mistake to make. That poor girl had been eating cat treats the whole time. I mean, I think the story said that she's okay, so we can all laugh about it now. I think it's okay. My mum seems to have a lot of issues with present giving. It's just very unlucky in this department, I think. 
I don't think she should ever work for Santa. So one year she had bought my stepdad some trainers and she had ordered them online and then they came and she opened the box and you know when one is covered in tissue paper so you don't really see that one but the other one it was the trainers that she ordered so she just closed the box and wrapped them ready for Christmas. On Christmas day Steve opens up the box and unravels the other trainer only to find it is a completely different trainer and also half the size of the other trainer. <laughs> As you can imagine he could not wear his nice new trainers that day. <laughs> but the theme continues this year so she ordered a game for the PlayStation but she did not check online before she ordered it and she has actually ordered it in French and not English. <laughs> so please people check what you are buying before you gift it. I mean it's easily fixed because I think you can change the settings somehow but obviously it would just be much easier if it was in the correct language to start with. So this is a bit of a different story but still to do with gift giving so we'll keep it in this part of the podcast. Thank you for the next story which was sent in by one of my listeners. Thank you. How exciting. But I am just gonna retell the story as they would like to remain anonymous in my own words. So here we go. So you guys know that IT in companies love to send out a fake phishing email so that they know that you know what the correct protocol is. I mean, come on, who is falling for those links? Turns out a lot of people. But anyway, so there is an email going around. Yay, happy Christmas from the company. You have got a voucher for Christmas from us. Thank you so much for your hard work. And obviously there's a link. So naturally people are just deleting the email and reporting it, etc. Obviously some people are clicking on them. But this just so happens to coincide with the fact that the company did actually send out vouchers to people. So some were phishing emails and others were actual emails with vouchers in that people had already deleted so <laughs> the company really shot itself in the foot there. People are scrambling to try and get the, the vouchers there. So my mum kindly shared a story with me that it just oozes festive funniness. Her and Steve went to the pub on Christmas Eve when I was younger and they had got a little bit merry let's say and at the time I lived around the corner from my auntie's house and they had bought my little sister one of those little jeep cars where it's got a battery in it so she can press the pedal and it goes off. She was clearly the favourite child because I did not get one of those. But anyway, so they had stored it at my auntie's house because obviously how else would they have kept the magic alive for me and Chloe and then also they had stored some of the Christmas food that they had got 
at her house. So on Christmas Eve, they go and get the Jeep. And they're like, how do we get it home from here? Because it's too heavy, essentially, to carry. So bright idea they had was to stick the turkey in the back of the Jeep and practically drive it home. So I think one person must have been pressing the pedal and the other one was steering it around the streets on Christmas Eve. Anyone who would have looked out of their window at that time must have been like, what the hell is going on? Just this little tiny green jeep with a massive turkey in the back and two very, very drunk people I just can't even, (laughs) I just can't even imagine and the story makes me laugh every time I think of it. One person did send me a very funny story. So this person was getting ready for their Christmas party, they were super excited, they'd got changed, all ready to go to the ball and then they get to the venue and they can't see that anybody that they recognise. And they're like, oh my god, where? I must be in the wrong place. Turns out they got the wrong venue and they had to travel two whole hours to the actual venue. Lord knows why they didn't discuss it with their friends beforehand, but that is pretty funny. Work Christmas parties are full of drama. And I know a lot of Christmas parties have been moved online to Zoom or Teams or Skype. So I wonder if there's been any drama then. Hmm, food for thought. Please send in your stories if there has been some Zoom Christmas party drama. I would love to hear it. Okay, we have a story here from one of my listeners called Zoe and so the story goes like this. We had just moved into a new house from our flat, me, my boyfriend and our dog Chewy and to mark the festive occasion we decided to go all out at Christmas and get a real Christmas tree for the first time. Off we went Christmas tree shopping, spent ages choosing the perfect one, got it home while getting pine needles absolutely everywhere and spent hours decorating it to look perfect. I'm not gonna lie, I love a perfect tree. I'm pretty sure my mum does too because she denies this but we all know that she definitely moves the baubles around to make it look absolutely perfect. But anyway, back to the story. So they finish decorating it and they take a step back and take in the moment of the perfect Christmas tree. And then she says... (laughs) Then, in slow motion, Chewie decided to cock up his leg and start peeing all over the tree. (laughs) Oh no, that is terrible. I mean, I'm glad that they can laugh about it now, but I wish I could have been there to see that. So, it wouldn't be Christmas without a Christmas cracker joke. It's very fitting for the year. Did you hear that production was down at Santa's workshop? Many of his workers have had to elf isolate. (laughs) Oh, I love a Christmas cracker joke. 
So please send in any funny stories at twohonestpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear them, whether they're Christmas related, holiday related, or their upcoming theme, New Year's resolutions. Okay, happy Christmas. See you next week. Bye.